It is time for our educational advice slot here on Morning Focus. And I'm joined, uh, as ever, by John Burns, the retired Deputy Principal at Rice College and Director of the Burns Study Centre in Ennis. Very good morning to you, John. Good morning, Alan. What a gorgeous morning it is out there. Uh, it, yeah, I see uh, the window's behind me, so I have to, I have to look around during the ad break, John. Absolutely so I'm glad you described it to me there. Um, <laughs> a, a bit of a sensitive topic this week. Um, can you yeah, tell, take I, us through what you're going to talk about? Absolutely. I think maybe for the next while, we, I, I want to look at a section that I'd like to call When School Cannot Happen. Uh, and and what, what, what do you mean by that? When, like when it just doesn't work for a pupil? Well, I or? think, yeah, when it doesn't work or when, when family circumstances dictate that it's just no longer the main priority. And so it's when school cannot happen and there's numerous reasons for that. And you can have situations where students might be struggling with addiction, parents may be struggling with addiction, there might be domestic issues in the home. It's things like that. But today what I'd like to look on maybe is the effects of, say, parental separation on secondary school students. Now, it's a very wide topic and I'm, I, I know I'm limiting it to secondary school students because that's where my area of, of uh, experience lies, we'll say. And I would have seen many situations between the time I would have started in secondary school education in 1997 until about 2022. And no one case is the same. And very important to to preface what remarks I will make by saying nothing is a blame game here. And I certainly am not blaming parents and I'm not in a position to do such a thing. Uh, People fall in love people move into relationships people build families and then there are numerous dynamics where people fall out of love and where it may be better that the parents uh, separate now it's how that's managed in terms of the child going to secondary school that I kind of want to focus on and I've seen situations where it hasn't worked very well for the kid and some situations where it, it does it does work. There's still a difference in how the child presents, but it, the the negative effects aren't as severe. Okay, so uh, where, where's the first uh, point you want to begin on this? And there's a, there is a lot in this, and I can just imagine how difficult it is for a child uh, to focus on school, particularly if it's in uh, whatever year it might be in when, you know, the, at home, the, the, the home life uh, isn't exactly stable. Yeah, I think the first thing, one of the one of the most important things, is that honesty would prevail within the within the home. That the children will know and will sense that there's something going wrong. That there's the, there's a different dynamic between the parents, and that they'll sense that there's tension. And I think that you know, secondary school kids are at an age where they prefer to be told what's happening and not do and not having the guesswork. So to be honest with them and say, look, at mum and dad are having having some problems. We're going to work it out. Uh, it's certainly not your fault. And, you know, we both love you very much that, that, that the child is reassured from a very early stage of the process that uh, that they know what's going on and the parents are being honest with them. And most of all, that one parent is not saying one thing and another parent is saying another thing and leading a child to be totally confused. Mm. And uh, I would find that if a separation is acrimonious, if there's a lot of tension, if there's a lot of anger in that, there is a there is a tendency sometimes that a parent can play off the child against each other. Like, this is mammy's fault, this is daddy's fault. That's extremely un- unhelpful to the child because I think that in the middle of all this, we have to remember that while the parents are going, their world has been upended, that they must believe that the child's world can't be completely collapsed because of that. That uh, barriers and, you know, uh, the, the child has to be protected in the middle of that storm as much as possible. 
Yeah, well, that is it is so important, but you know, no, no, I'm not um, excusing it. But parents, if it's a particularly acrimonious disintegration of a marriage or a long-term yeah. relationship, um, it's just hard to to find that clarity of thought to go. Actually, do you know what? Let's not weaponize yeah. our sons and daughters or mm-hmm. child or whatever it might be. But it does have to be avoided. And I would say to parents that when when uh, children are weaponized for parents fighting against each other. Uh, the negative effects, the most, the strongest negative effects, would be felt by the child, and and that is that will be seen in school in the way they behave, in in if they in, even if they attend and how they see themselves. Because ultimately, in this, if it's an acrimonious split and it, you've got these games going on, the child is ultimately going to feel a little bit betrayed and lost, and that has to be avoided. Okay. Uh, what other advice would you, would you have I on this? I think that in as much as possible to maintain as many anchors in their lives as you possibly can. There are certain as milestones in their lives that really shouldn't be changed. They need to know who's bringing them to school. They need to know who's collecting them from school, not a guessing game. Um, so those arguments really need to be straightened out fairly soon. Um, they need to be kept in school as much as possible. Because during all this, they will be in school from nine o'clock until four o'clock. They'll be mixing with their friends. They'll be chatting with their teachers. Normality will prevail. And that's a sense of structure. And that little piece of structure, secondary school in many ways, is the last time that we get a chance to keep children in a structured environment where they're cared for and where they're led. And if home situation isn't great, then school really steps in there. And the other thing I'd say to parents is that I'd ask parents, have you communicated the issues that you're having to the school? Now, you do not have to go into the school and put your private life down on the table in front of anybody. All you have to do is go in to meet the vice principal or the yearhead and just say that there are difficulties at home. Will you keep an eye on Jim? There are difficulties at home and more is upset. And give the teacher the permission to let the other teachers know so that they will then know that this child is coming in here and we, may, we need to make the school now a little bit more like the home until they straighten things out. John, in your experience, uh, you know, is that something that you saw happen? If so, was it quite rare or quite often can the, ch- the parents themselves, as, as we mentioned earlier on, be so caught up in uh, the, the bad disintegration of a relationship that actually it needs to maybe the school to approach the parents and say look is there something happening because Johnny or Mary had their you know their their form in school has really dipped they're not themselves and they're you know the, the, the latest exam they did really poorly and they always mm-hmm. do really well you know is that yeah. the way it usually goes well I find Ellen that in, in my time in school particularly as a deputy principal I would have worked with many many parents and Parents will come in wanting the best for their child. They really will want the best for their child and they they don't want to see them uh, underperform or struggle in any way. I just wonder though, would they would they come in to say, look, we're kind of, uh, our, our relationship is uh, not going, you know, not going into too yes. much detail, but would they be almost embarrassed to no, admit that? No, I think that, I think that they may be gone in, in some ways because in my experience that when this was happening, parents would come in and they would say, listen, we're struggling at home. They okay. mightn't give any more information than that. But remember, the schools also follow very, very stringent child protection guidelines and teachers are trained to watch for these triggers. And if there's such a trigger as a child is coming in, they, they, they look like they're malnourished, they look like they're distracted, they, they look like they're not themselves. The schools generally will contact the parent and if they can contact the parent, then it may have to be stepped to, to contact the social services to see, is there something wrong here? Is this child being looked after? 
Okay. Okay. So um, I would I would really say to parents in a situation where you are struggling at home and you're having difficulties with your own relationship, go into the school. The school will do its utmost to keep your child in school, and at least that is one thing that you won't have to worry about. There's nothing worse than a house at home where parents are arguing among among themselves, and the kids are at home to have to listen to that all day long. That's not healthy in any in any circumstance. No, definitely not. Um, your next p- piece of advice is uh, seek help if a meltdown occurs. Yeah, if if, the, if your child really has a meltdown and, and will not attend school, there are ways to deal with that. Again, the first thing you let the school know, you may be able to apply, you may qualify for homeschool tuition hours where the Department of Education will pay for a teacher to come out and to do some tuition with, with your child. Uh, it's not ideal. And it can be a very slow process and the hardest thing about it is to find teachers who are free to do that because the timetable can be quite small and it can, it can vary a lot. But it is there and there, there's, there's a raft of things the school can advise on. Um, but if the meltdown happens, if the child says, I'm not going to school, and then you buy into that in the middle of a separation process, you really have made things very difficult. And there are, there are, there's a lot of help out there when kids have these meltdowns. There's a lot of professional services and your school can, can refer, refer you on there. I would say today, keep the child in school as much as you possibly can and be honest with them. The next thing I would say is, and this is from experience, the lines of communication must be kept open to the child and the parent 24-7. Now, I have to put a codicil in here. At some, in some cases, it may not be appropriate for the child to be in touch with one particular parent because of the circumstances of the split. Of course, but yeah. when, when it is possible, the child, must need, the child must know that they can pick up their phone at any time of the day or night and contact mum or dad and irrespective of what's going on, they'll, a phone call will be answered, they'll be listened and they'll be heard. That is absolutely vital. Okay, home tuition hours, is this an option some people in this situation should consider? Yes, I think only consider it really if the the child is not going to school and if the efforts of the parents and the school so far have failed in getting the child back to school. So remember, if the child doesn't want to go to school or is, is putting up a real battle, they're, they're showing their, their angst and their pain. So that must be looked at and realised. But they mightn't, have to, they, don't, they mightn't have to go to school for the full day. If they can come in from 11 to 1, and we, then we build from 9 to 11. And then we build from maybe 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We, you build it up. So they must be, I think really they, they must be in there every day for some part of it and not to lose the connection. Uh, in my time in, in, in schools, uh, both in Ennis and up in Donegal, I, I would have um, really been very upset for children who failed to appear at any stage and when, when the home didn't respond to any of the care packages we tried, then you're facing a losing battle. Okay. Because I think, Alan, we all know, I mean, being parents today is exceptionally difficult and they need as much help as they can get. But the child cannot be the victim in terms of their educational advancement of what is happening to the parents. Okay, Very, very true. I, we're almost out of time, John, but any last bit of uh, uh, key words or uh, of advice for, for people on this? No, but I would say this is far more common than people realise. And it, I think that also many, the, most of the separations that I would have seen in school were, um, they were pleasant. They were, it was probably the right thing to do in most of the cases. And many of those parents remain friends. And there was a timetable there set up where they knew who was collecting the child on what day. And the child felt loved by both, even though the relationship of the parents had gone in a different direction. So it's not always dark, but ultimately the child cannot be the victim. 
So, so true. And keep it, as you say, it's not always dark. Keep it as bright as possible for mm-hmm. the child, regardless of whatever's going on in the background. Um, that's a, a very, very important topic and some very, very important advice around that as well, John. Thank you very much.